0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, you're in the right place. Why? Because this is where the best run. I found a quote from Jeannie Meister, founding partner of a company called Future Workplace, an HR advisory and research firm for employees. Chatbots deliver an unmatched level of employee experience from real-time answers for HR questions to personalized learning and development. Employee experience in the age of ML, that's machine learning. AI, that's artificial intelligence. And buts, the labor market's changing, and so is how to keep them engaged and productive. That's what you're after. Keep them there. Keep them happy. Keep them fulfilling the mission of your company. You now need to make sure you, as a leader, create an exceptional experience, not just for your favorite people, but for every worker. How are we going to get there? Give your employees tools. Give them technology. Help make them better at their jobs. Help make them feel part of the real world. So the question is to all of you, our esteemed global listeners, is your organization driving employee experiences, the best ones, through technology yet? We're welcoming back Penny Stoker, Global HR Services Leader for EY, Thomas Domgar. He is a Managing Director in Accenture's management consulting practice. Dr. Gabby burlaku and she leads solution management for the user experience and mobile applications at SAP SuccessFactors. Penny Stoker has sent us a quote from Amelia Earhart, the first female aviator, that's a word for pilot, to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. She received the U.S. Distinguished Flying Cross for this. She disappeared over the Central Pacific Ocean, never to be heard from again, and there is still a fascination with her life, her career, and where she went. So, born in 1897, disappeared in 1937. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is mere tenacity. I was really looking for something that described where we are right now with
1: technology and where we are in HR. And with things changing so quickly, so many of my peers that I talk to, we do have a bit of a hesitation to move until that technology is proven. The problem is that the digital tools are constantly evolving and I think we just need to jump in. But by jumping in you also need to keep working with them. We help our people develop and learn which I know when we apply that to technology so that might sound a little weird. We have to be tenacious, we have to stick with them because they learn and they
0: grow over time. They won't be perfect first time. We have at least Five separate demographic the formal word is cohorts, groups, age groups, and some of those edges of those groups are mushy in terms of which year one starts and one ends. We've got them working side by side. So when we talk about employee experience, is it a moving target?
2: I absolutely uh, think it is a moving target. Each one of the, the, the different groups that you're talking about is looking for a vastly different experience. Uh, and it is even within each group is then also continuing to evolve to, to the point you you opened up with about how our um, social or personal lives are blending with the work lives mm-hmm. we
0: have.
3: I definitely agree. The target is absolutely moving and it is not going to stop moving with the increasing workforce diversity It changes in what work is and how we approach work. So I think the real key for HR professionals is, first of all, to find the commonalities. What are the things that make up the employee experience and how can we influence them? Um, I'll give you a hint. One of them is certainly the technology that you provide to people. And does it enable them to do their best work or is it a hindrance? You have
1: to involve the people Ah. who actually use the technology because everybody is slightly different. If you grew up as a digital native, how you're going to work in the workplace is very different than those of us who didn't grow up only knowing digital tools and um, the so user experience critically
0: important but it's got to be individualized as well we're going to go to a quote that Thomas has sent me quote is from Alan Kay he's an American computer scientist the best way to predict the future is to invent it
2: the people that we're dealing with everybody's individualized the expectations are changing they're liquid the old days of let me plot out what the future is and then I'm going to go create every single aspect of it that won't apply anymore so that Means that the situation we're in now is really more where I'm continuously change, um, creating the future step by step as I incrementally get there. HR's role in a corporation is completely being redefined if it, if it hasn't already been. Uh, mm-hmm. Towards they are now the creators of the work experience. So HR, they are no longer back office administrative. They are definitely on the front line and and uh, shaping the future of the companies through work with uh, individuals and the experiences, but on the other end, in terms of the culture, the leadership, and and how do they shape that broader agenda.
0: Gabby has sent us a quote. Ann Landers, an advice media columnist in the U.S. and a nationwide media celebrity. In 1978, she was called the most influential woman in the United States. Nobody gets to live life backward. Look ahead. That is where your future lies. So
3: what is employee experience? It's ongoing. It's not just one point in time five years ago, we weren't talking about employee experience. We were talking about something called employee engagement. We were measuring it maybe once a year with an engagement survey. Then we were looking in the rear view, analyzing the data and trying to maybe create programs, initiatives designed to boost those engagement scores that we had already measured, as opposed to employee experience, which is really this sort of ongoing fluid thing where we're really looking to impact the experience of people from here on out. And so I think that's kind of a subtle mindset shift, but it's absolutely the right way to be thinking about today's really fluid workers. There is a mindset shift from the organization and what the organization needs to what people, individuals, the talent needs. People have options and people can kind of carry out their their dreams, apply their skills almost anywhere So what is the key differentiator for an organization? It's really being able to engage or give a great experience to that individual as opposed to really trying to find people that, believe in their mission and want to execute only their mission, it just doesn't really exist anymore. We see a whole lot of thinking these days around how people use technology
0: outside of work and can we deliver that same level of enablement inside the workplace. When we come back, we will hear more from Penny Stoker at EY, Thomas Domgar at Accenture and Dr. Gabby Burlaku at SAP Success Factors. We're talking today with Penny Stoker at EY, Thomas Domgar at Accenture and Dr. Gabby Berlaku at SAP success factors
1: historically what we've tried to do is design things from an HR point of view right and um, so how, how do I capture the data that I need to be able to perform the things I need to do in HR it doesn't work that way anymore we have to think about that employee uh, first-line employee the manager and um, the manager of managers leaders and um, and then when we look at all of those personas Are there different ways in which they engage? So it requires us to do a little, have a little bit of empathy, put ourselves in someone else's shoes, think about what's happening for them at any one point in what they are trying to do. What are they thinking? What are they doing? And how are they feeling about it? Most importantly, is it easy for them to do? Is it clear? Um, And then we think about what is going to make that work for them. Uh, And it might be a process step. And where can technology actually enable that and make it simpler and easy, easier for them to do it? It is
2: the way to go. And getting that understanding um, that gets you closer to, to each one of, of the, the work groups or workers or personas is the right term for it within your workforce, uh, it gets you so much closer and and a better understanding of what truly matters to that particular group uh, of of your workforce so that you can tailor that experience.
3: Well, I love what Henny said earlier about, you know, how do you know what factors will influence individual employees' experience? And she said, well, you ask them. Getting the perspective of the people who will be impacted. I think the wrong way for businesses to go about adopting technology like chat, Bots, artificial intelligence, machine learning is to say, "Hey, it's the cool new thing. And we need to get that into our enterprise. We need to get that into the workforce."
0: What kind of companies are evolved enough? I'm going to use that word advisedly. Evolved enough to even care enough, rather than, "Hey, we got 100 jobs. We got 5,000 people applying. You don't like it, Bob? Go home. We'll get somebody else." Gabby, what do you think? What's the reality check for, for a company? <laughs> a lot of research emerging
3: pointing to the bottom line benefits of focusing on the employee experience. It's not just a gimmick. It's not just a buzzword. It, it's something that has really been shown to matter. So I think business leaders have got to start focusing on that. One of the things that's cool about artificial intelligence and things like machine learning-fueled chatbots is that sometimes they can do a bit of that work for you. So the idea of employee experience is that it's really, really personalized. But Mm a tool that learns over time from interacting with your people can become more personalized, can anticipate their needs, anticipate what it is they're trying to do. Increasingly, what we're seeing is
1: our employees are demanding it. And so you don't get to hide behind where you are. They're going to say, listen. If you don't have it, I'm going to go someplace that does. Somebody who does care what my experience has been and how I'm developing and growing over time. Uh, so I think it's a business imperative increasingly, and I think our employees are just going to demand it, and you're not going to keep them. There are
2: some that are still getting to to grips with the fact uh, that that my workforce doesn't doesn't necessarily have to show up every day and they have choices. Uh, but more and more, Talent is the the top concerns and and as a result, what's my experience that I'm creating for my for my workforce and and I know there's research done on uh, the companies that that are able to create that that good employee experience. Um, they are actually outperforming their S&P 500 competitors. So, so we know there's a correlation. So it's an easy, easy story to go tell for those who may not have quite gotten a gotten message just yet.
3: Employee experience versus employee engagement. And it seems like one is more directed toward the organization and one is more about individuals. I mean, I, I don't discount the importance of an engaged workforce. If anything, I think a positive employee experience results in an engaged workforce. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. more of a root cause than we had explored in the past. Mm -hmm. So we conducted a survey of HR leaders when we were trying to better understand kind of where the market's head is at around these innovations and around employee experience. And we found that 68% 68% of them said they worried managers and employees were frustrated by outdated workplace technology. 55% of them said, we're worried this is
0: going to impact our ability to keep people around. Let's talk about upping the skill level in the workforce. And Thomas continues, as bots and automation increase, The workers are shifted up the stack toward more complex activities. This in itself is enabling a differentiated work experience. So, Thomas, what happens when you bring in all this wonderful, exciting, great technology and you change what's available to your workers, but you also change what they are required to know and do and do well to keep their job or to move up the chain can we can we attract uh, the, the right uh, talent that we need going forward
2: right so a lot of our clients are, are in that space on this, on the second dimension of it is now you're looking at the actual work that is there and if a, a lot of technology to begin with is being applied to automate things on the lower end of the complexity spectrum and, and that shifts people towards the higher end more digital more insight more decision making more complex activity that drives the need for skills. So are the the companies also investing in those skills uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the employees they have? And currently, we're seeing very, very, very low investments on that side of it. So they're investing in technology, not yet so much on the skill side. We have done some surveys. It's around 3% only of companies that's actually investing properly into developing those skills. So-
3: Even as we talked about how HR is changing and the different that that requires of people in the HR profession, it's exactly the same thing. And part of that is the HR technologies that are available. You know, how do you engage this new workforce, given the new tools and the new mandate of HR, the new role that they have in the business? Um, That's just one example of how this is playing out. This is playing out all over the workforce. The millennials, the Gen Zers are expecting these chatbots, but the truth is we've all used... Theory and navigation and, you know, things like Google Home from time to time, we've actually all become accustomed to doing things more easily in our outside of work life. There's definitely something there toward driving a better employee experience and less stress of some of the older generations maybe that now have to learn entirely new technologies just to hold on to their job.
1: One of the things that we're finding is really engaging folks with learning the new tools, new ways of working, and while they may be fearful at the beginning if they take it on, they actually get very passionate about it. And we've seen um, them get excited about developing those new skills, um, not be afraid of the technology and, and look at, frankly, their roles and say, this gives me an opportunity now to do things differently, to be able to do the things that I've always wanted to do. But frankly, I was buried in paper and transactions and that type of stuff. Um, now, not everybody's going to make that leap. We do need to invest a lot more in developing, helping folks develop those skills and capabilities. But we're finding that engaging them early on in the process, you know, not landing the technology on them, but having them engage with uh, bringing that technology in actually generates a bit of buzz and some excitement um, rather than trying to go buy those uh you know, skills in the market, bring them in and launch launch something on a group of employees who just sit there and go, hey, what about me?
0: Thomas at Accenture, take a look into the crystal ball. What will change dramatically, dynamically, for good, for not so good, in terms of what we're talking about today, employee experience in the age of ML, AI, alphabet soup, and bots?
2: We're going to see that the gig economy and and something like the Uber model Uh, is going to introduce huge players that we don't know yet and it's gonna it's gonna change massively across industries um, simply just because the experience that these players in the gig economy can create for their workforce, and notice I'm not saying employees, but for their workforce.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: they're going to they're attract people in to participate in that um, the, the, the mission, the purpose of that organization. I think we're going to see that a lot sooner than 2025. So I think big things are coming, and I think they're going to be exciting for all of us.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go a little shorter than 2025 because I actually think it will happen faster than we can even foresee. But I can foresee a day when... What I have is, call it Alexa, call it Siri, call it Google Home, I don't care, Um, but I have my own personal uh, digital assistant that does things for me, doesn't just answer questions, uh, but takes care of those things that need to be taken care of just by me saying, hey, can you tell me how my uh, business is doing today? What are the latest revenue predictions? And it goes and finds it for me.
3: In that Study uh, where we surveyed HR leaders in North America to get a sense of, you know, how they're viewing this topic. Um, we were trying to understand to what extent this is viewed as just like cool, innovative technology or core to business processes and functioning. Only 19% said that this would be critical to HR in the next year. said it would be critical in the next five years. This is still viewed as a future innovation, but the truth is the technology is here today. I think HR organizations are going to quickly figure out this technology is something that needs to be leveraged, not tomorrow, but today. We talk about the employee experience as HR's sort of mandate or problem right now, but the truth is an employee experiences work outside of HR. They have tasks, they need to do, things they need to accomplish. Some of those are HR related. Some of them aren't. So it's, I think, pretty near future, not going to be about HR bots or finance bots or, you know, travel bots, but one integrated experience where you have your own personal virtual assistant that helps
0: you execute these tasks. Penny, then Thomas, then Gabby, if you could change HR or HCM as human resources or human capital management by 2025, what would you call that part of a company? People oh the people department workforce or talent something like people productivity Penny Stoker at EY at Accenture Dr. Gabby Berlacu at SAP Success Factors. fasten your seatbelt maybe you don't drive for a living but eventually you'll get in something with a seatbelt what are you waiting for go out and be a game changer today just like Penny Stoker just like Thomas Domgar and just like Dr. Gabby Berlaku, Bonnie D. Graham signing off